Hey guys, welcome back to Couple Goals. Hello everyone. Hello. Hello listener. How are Hi. you? Tell yourself how you are and we'll pretend to have heard you. That's good to hear, listener. Yes. That's also bad to hear, oh. other listener. I'm sorry to hear that. All right. I'm not. So we decided to do a kind of a decade wrap up, right? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Yes. We're just going to go through and discuss things that we enjoyed or experienced or loved or hated or or movies or and just. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing I, I made a I list. Don't I don't know if it fits the criteria I just mentioned. I made a list that I'm still trying to access. And there it is. Um, and it is a decade in review kind of style for me. Yes. Decade in review. Mine is more focused on media for obvious reasons, because that's what I tend to focus on. And mine is more experiences. So because that's what I tend to focus on. So why don't you share one of your experiences? Wow. Or do you want to do your whole list? I don't know. How, how, how are we doing this? Well, let's start with 2010 and then I'll share mine and then you okay. share yours. And 20 take going way, way back. In the way back machine to 2010. Yes. So I don't know if you remember 2010. It was almost 10 years ago now. Yeah. And we took a trip. We went to Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. We went to Nags Head. We went to Virginia Beach. Very hot. And it was it's a hot. very hot beach. That was fucking hot. And we went to Pizza Planet. The kids loved that. We went to Pizza Planet. A place called Pizza Planet. It was Toy Story. It wasn't affiliated with Toy Story. It wasn't but at it, all uh, affiliated. The kids thought it, it was. actual aliens. And not little green men. <laughs> but it had like aliens. That was at Virginia Beach. Yeah. Um, and that was that was the trip that the Virginia Beach and Nags Head part. My mom wasn't with us, but she was with us for the D.C. part. Oh, yeah. And that was when she was super dramatic about the fact that she had to sleep on a cot. Yeah. That was hilarious. And she well, she, and then she broke she broke my digital camera by dropping it on Mason's head. I don't even taking, remember that. Holy crap. So there's a picture that is on my Facebook that I, I will find. And it is the last picture my digital camera took before my mom dro dropped it. And I was able to get the, cam the pictures off, but it yeah. didn't work anymore as a camera. She's always she, abusive to Mason, apparently. Oh, my God. She's like when she stabbed worst, him in the eye. The worst. The worst. So she. We were all getting in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. And we're standing there and the camera was wrapped around my wrist like the strap. Yes. Because I'm an, a responsible adult. <laughs> and this was 2010. So cameras were bigger. I mean, right. Obviously, a DSLR is big, but this is this is just like a this was like this was a point a personal it was digital a camera. Right. It's a, it's a Canon point and shoot camera. Right. And she went to go take it from me, but it was still on my wrist. So it kind of like caught for a second. Yeah. But then she let go and I moved my wrist so it would come off my wrist. So it hit Mason on the top of the head because he was short. He's little. It was 10 years ago and it fell on his head, but she had already let go. So it dropped to the floor. Oof. And it broke my camera. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, the last picture I have is she then was able to get it to work for one picture. Yeah. And it's of him crying of all of us standing there and him crying into the gibbon that you had bought him at the Air and Space Museum. Yeah. To be the monkey that went up. Right. You know, so. 
that's my 2010 memory. <laughs> Best of the decade. All right. My my 2010. I just got a couple uh, movies and albums. And th- this was an album that I didn't even listen to in 2010. But this is a band you introduced me to years later. I think it's probably the best album of 2010. Jerry, my, it's, Jerry Roddy Walston in the business? Yes. Why do you know that? Because that's who I introduced you to. I don't introduce no. you to much. <laughs> You're <laughs> not yeah, always like, Maggie introduced me to so much music. So, yeah, that that's probably my favorite album of that year. The album I rem- remember listening to a lot was Fear Factory's Mechanize, I believe it was called, which was when Dino rejoined the band on guitar. I, I remember listening to that album a lot and really liking it. But then after you introduced me to J. Roddy Walston and I started going through their catalog, that's still like one of my favorite rock albums of all time. And then movie wise, memorable movies from that year. Inception came out. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Fantastic movie and a very underrated comedy that nobody really talks about. MacGruber. Fantastic. Scott Pilgrim still better than MacGruber, but yeah. Will Arnett. No. What's his name? Will Forte. My bad. Different Will. I was like, Will Forte. (laughs) Sorry. Will Forte and his MacGyver parody and Kristen Wiig's in it. And oh, man, it's it's a hilarious fucking movie. Is it Maya Rudolph? Maya Rudolph is in it. It's uh, Ryan Phillippe and uh, Val Kilmer is in it as well. Just a just a hilarious fucking movie. So, yeah, that's that. Those are my memories of 2010. (laughs) Yeah, 20, oh man, Scott Pilgrim is great. Yeah, so moving on to 2011. Yes. So my memory of 2011 is going to uh, kind of foreshadow your 2012 memory. I watched a large part of the end fight scene of Avengers be filmed for yeah. about three months of 2011. Yeah. So that was my best memory of 2011 is I worked from the window of my building on 9th and Prospect in downtown Cleveland and watched them build the set and then watched the actors show up, watched Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans and Joss Whedon actually show up and and direct. I watched all the stunt people show up. A bunch of people and, in those uh, motion capture outfits. And all the little mocap folks show up. And I thought and they were scrolls because I had no idea. I was like, ooh, I bet yeah. they're fighting the scrolls. Yeah, because we didn't know what the mo- what they were going to be yeah, doing with mocap because it was all gray and black right. with the dots on them. And, like, we didn't know what they were doing. And then I watched um, all the explosions. We got to, you know, they would come over our speaker and announce because, like, when Thor hit the car and all that and all the yeah. explosions, the New York scene was... This is the the climax of the movie. The, the climax finale. of the movie, like the end scenes of the Big movie. Big battle, epic battle scenes. Were right outside my building on 9th Street. So yeah. it was it was supposed to be New York. And I got to watch it all be filmed in 2011. So it was that was my highlight of 2011. And I worked downtown as well. And having that street closed was a total pain in the ass. <laughs> You're like, that is my negative of the year. <laughs> but it was cool. I didn't get to see nearly as much as you did. Because my job was, you know, going from place to place. Yeah. I didn't get to go in your building. I was actually in the building that was used for a lot of it. Yeah. So it was really cool for me. But I could see a little bit of stuff. Uh, I never got to see the actual actors, though. But I I got to see the actors. I got to see everybody. And then I got um, I took a day off and brought the kids down. Yeah, I remember that. And they got to see it. 
And it was it was really cool. And then you came in that day. And that was when everything with the Marvel Universe was still building. It was, it still, was still it was big new. by then, but not as big as it is now. No, it was new. It was. Yeah. It, they were filming the first Avengers. It yeah. was new. So that was like the, the, so, the first big event. It was really one. cool. And that was that was a highlight of my 2011 was getting getting to see all of that. Yeah. Happening. It was very. And I remember very when cool. they announced it, I was like, Sean is Avengers something I should be excited about. And you were like, <laughs> you dumb bitch. Like, you, I was like, like well, come here. I'm going to slap you now. Right. I was like, should I be excited about this? Like, do we care? And you we were care like, a lot. And you care were like, a lot. I'm going to fucking knock the teeth out of your skull, bitch. No, no he didn't say that. That's not. <laughs> he would never. Never said that. He would never. Like, but, after I put your head through a wall. <laughs> right. He pulled the, my head out of the drywall and then was like, listen up. No. And then they filmed a bunch of stuff. Like, they filmed part of Winter Soldier downtown. That blocked off a lot of the Lakeshore yeah, Freeway. that was. Um, that was annoying. But I got to see some cool stuff. But, uh, I mean, Spider-Man. What was it? Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man. Spider yeah, I wasn't down there for that, though. I didn't I mean, see any of that. Like, they they... They used downtown a lot for New York. Yeah, usually like second unit stuff. But they did a lot of, because the Russo brothers are from Cleveland. Um, I think that's why they did uh, Winter Soldier stuff there. I remember like that Tom whole scene Holland where the bus with the, the freeway yeah. chase. Yeah. And that's Joe Russo or the Russo that's brothers. The Russo brothers doing a drug movie. But uh, yeah, the whole freeway chase in Winter Soldier. And then when the bus like crashes over the thing, like that was all I got to see all that. Like the it was funny because like you'd forget they were filming something and you would just see this overturned bus and all these and just you're sitting like, oh there. Oh my god. Right. And you're like, oh wait, that's all movie stuff. Never mind. No worries. Dude, it was so cool though, because like because it was and I'm actually the reason they closed the set. What do you mean? Remember that picture? <laughs> yeah. I went on I crossed the barrier. Yeah. And then they fucking closed the set not half an hour later. What do you mean closed it? I crossed the barrier to get that picture of me right. on set. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there were barriers and people no. not letting you on set anymore to take but like I crossed the barrier and it was really cool to see all the Marvel Studios stuff there yeah but I crossed it to get a picture like with the rubble it was before people were there it was right. just crew it was not like I was like yeah running up to people being weird but they crossed they closed it like within half an hour and I was like <laughs> I guess I can't good job Maggie yeah way to go I but I, I did I like I was like Deb, take my picture. My coworker at the time. I was like, come over here. She's like, I don't think we're supposed to be here. I was like, we're not. Come take my picture. <laughs> well, that leads into my favorite movie of 2011, which was Captain America First Avenger. There you go. So I was apprehensive about this because I was never a huge Captain America guy. You know, as far as comics went, I liked him. I had a few comics from the early 90s, but never really got into the character. He always seemed a little corny to me, a little... Little just uh, old timey, you know. And I think that um, not only did they do the movie really well, yeah, but that tells you that they could have done Aquaman really well. They could have done Aquaman. Have done they could have done uh, Superman really well yeah. without going dark. And they didn't. They didn't do a, a like, dark Captain America. And they no, they did Captain America just perfect. Yeah, just perfect. And I they mean, they made is, him. He's a star spangled man with a plan. And it made me like Captain America is my favorite. Of, of all the, the 23 movies and characters, that is my favorite hero of the movies. And I know Spider-Man is my, like, all-time favorite comic book character. But For if sure I'm just Batman, looking at the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain America, man. Like, they just fucking he nailed is. it and brought me in as a huge fan. And now, you know, I've been reading the comics and uh, 
but I yeah. Love, I love Tommy Lee Jones' response. Well, if it's not the Star-Spangled Man with a plan. <laughs> What's your plan today? Uh, and then album-wise, uh, this was a new band for me, Revocation with Chaos of Forms, which is actually my favorite Revocation album. That was uh, that was when I first got introduced to them. Okay, nerd. Just with that album. Yeah. That's all I have for 2011. That was, you hadn't seen them yet, right? No, I hadn't seen them live so yet. So you hadn't nuzzled into Dave Davidson's nuts yet? No, I still have yet to do that. No, I've witnessed it. No, I don't yep. think so. Yep. All right. So in 2012, if you remember, the kids asked to travel internationally. Okay. So we took them to Canada. <laughs> International on a budget. Yep. So we drove them up. It still cost us, I don't know, I handled the finances at the time. Yeah. And it cost us thousands of dollars. Oh yeah, but I, I just mean but, yeah. it's cheaper than going to London. Yeah, we didn't have to. We didn't have to do any trips yeah. or like any um, flights because we happen to live right next door to Canada. Right. But so we went up to Canada, and the kids had a fucking blast. Yeah. Do you remember that? Because yeah. Niagara Falls is really fun for children. Yes, I, I always mean, wanted to go there as a kid, and I, I never did. And I, I took you there. I was an Valentine's adult <laughs> so, oh, yeah. as a kid. Like, I remember Steve would come back with these brochures and I would just stare at them. And I'm like, you got to see a wax Spider-Man. That's the yeah. coolest thing ever. So we took the kid to Niagara Falls and they had so much fun. And I'm so glad they went because I remember going as a kid and I loved it. Yeah. And then obviously you and I went when I when we were first started dating, like first started dating. like Under, a under dubious circumstances, I might add. <laughs> got hey coerced man, into going. I used to be a conniving bitch. <laughs> I have done some serious mindset work. I got manipulated. It was very early person. in our, it was literally like a month into our relationship. It wasn't a month. We started dating on the 26th and it was the 14th. And so, okay, it was about two weeks into yeah, our relationship. It was not. And there was some mind so, fuckery going on. Anyway, um, yeah, so that was, that was my best highlight of 2012 was taking the kids to experience the wax museum that's up there, which is just like a garbage. It's not, but taking them to, to go see Ripley's believe it or not, yeah. taking them to the upside down house to just do like all the corny shit that's yes. up there. Yeah. And having them have that experience. That was a good time. Yeah. And I like, I like that corny shit. I never got to go kid. on any, we never went on any family vacations when I was a kid because we were poor. Yeah. I'm guessing that was the main reason. My mom just might not have wanted to either, but... Uh, well, it's also very hard to travel when you're poor. I mean, it's really yeah. not. You just get in the car. But <laughs> Yeah, but it's hard to stay somewhere. <laughs> well, you stay in your car. You don't have money. But, like, like when I, we were... When I was a kid, my grandpa took us on that road trip, and there were so many of us. I mean, there were literally six of us. So we slept in the truck a lot of nights. Yeah. Because there were six of us. That's expensive to put up in a hotel. Yeah. So that's what we had to do. That's why he had a mattress in the back of the truck. Nah. And like, you slept in the truck. Yeah. What are you going to do? Right. There's six of you. <laughs> you know? And yeah. I mean, granted, it was a business expense for him. We were on a business trip, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So anyway, that was my highlight of 2012 was taking the kids to experience all that, all that corniness that is. Oh, and that's where they realized that you don't yield to pedestrians in Canada. Right. And the cars have like, right away. Cars have right away in Canada. Yeah. And the kids were like, the fuck is this nonsense? Because we drove up there. <laughs> right. And it was uh, the kids were like, what? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we're going to hit some people. We're going to hit some <laughs> Canadians up here. <laughs> so that was fun. 
Oh yeah, t- uh, 2012. You know, your uh, your 2011 dovetails into my 2012, which was uh, the Avengers movie. It was a big deal, man, and I, it was such a big deal that I was on call that week, the weekend it came out, and be- and so the way on call worked, it was like Friday from 5 p.m. until Monday 8 a.m. I was on call, and yeah. believe it or not, pest control, you get a shit ton of emergency calls which are what all year bullshit. did you quit because i should add that into my highlights <laughs> that was 2017 i want to say oh I think. man i'm gonna add that to my fucking highlights <laughs> yeah that job was a big shadow over my whole existence and my state of being and everything man, but when you quit that job before we get back into that when you quit that job and you started working a real like a normal job yeah I got my husband back, but then I was like, who the fuck are you? Like the person that showed back up because I hadn't seen you in so long. <laughs> but I was like, you're obnoxious because you were so happy. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh, every every five seconds, I'd be like, guess who's not on call? Guess he who's not working so... 13 hours today? Not even straight, just off and on. <laughs> you guys, just real quick about his old job. Now that his PTSD is nearly, nearly gone, nearly handled, he would work. He, at one point, he he had worked like 12 hours and we're not I'm not exaggerating. He went and got a tooth pulled at an emergency dental appointment. And they reached out to him and expected him to go back to work. And he did to go back to work at midnight. I ended up. Yeah, like that was, was that kind of job. It was the most absurd, abusive job <laughs> ever. And it was hourly. <laughs> like It wasn't like he was salary. Right. Anyway, go back into your 2012 and your experience. Um. All right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So what I ended up doing was taking that Friday off of work so I could go see the movie. Because when you're on call, you have less autonomy when you're actually working. When I was working, even if I was working 12 hours a day, if I as long as I wasn't on call that night, I knew I could go do something. Right. But when you were on call at this job and it was like being an EMT or a firefighter, except you're not doing anything important. Yeah. It was literally like you had to you had to go at the drop of a hat because somebody saw a bug or thought they saw a bug. A lot of time it would be seeds or crumbs or yeah, this is the bullshit I put up with. So I was like, I'm just gonna take that Friday off because I got to go see it. And I remember we went down to Crocker Park to the IMAX. Yep. And we saw the Avengers in IMAX 3D. I think I took off, didn't I? Probably. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. I think like I think we both took we off. went in the daytime. It was yeah. like, like noon because I was going to be on call at 5 p.m. On my day yeah. off, I had to there start working no at 5 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> so because because, again, that was a terrible company. Um, but yeah. Go, so going down, you know, I'm, it was a big deal to, to go see that. And it was uh, it was I, I, one of my my best memories. One of my fondest memories of that was just seeing people walk walking around crocker park because it's like an outdoor mall kind of thing whatever yeah, you call it's that one of those like outdoor shopping experience type places so but you you know you could see people because we, we got there early and walked around like you do we went to b spot yeah remember. and you would see i would see like little kids in like captain america shirts and yeah. iron man shirts and it was that was exciting to me to just see kids latching on to this property that that you know i uh i love for a long time and seeing that it you know, that it was going to live on in, in these movies. And there's these little fans running around and parents too. I mean, adults had, you know, wearing stuff like that too. There was so many excited people to go see Captain America and Iron Man and Hulk. And it was just, it was really cool. Cause before that it was, it was just like Spider-Man and Batman, maybe right. Superman were like, the right. big, but now, you know, you're, you're seeing these other characters and everybody, everybody showed up for it. 
it was it was a really good time. I don't remember the weekend. I don't remember being on call. I honestly don't. I know I was that weekend, but Dude, I don't. Re- I just remember Avengers. That weekend, those weekends, like you guys, I can't. I mean, the only people who understand that are people who number one have spouses who are on call, but the other people who understand it are the people who have spouses who are in like first responder situations. Yeah. And you obviously weren't like going to your death. Well, that was that was the thing. It's like it, what I was doing was not at your all. Your stuff did important. not matter. Yes. It didn't matter. It did not matter. And your employer it was, not was an acting emergency. like it was. Like he would work, he would work a 16-hour day and then come home and get half an hour of sleep and his phone would ring and he was expected to go back out and drive. Like yeah. the fact that he didn't die was astounding. And it wasn't just me. I mean, that was everybody. No, yeah, there. that was everyone. It wasn't and, like and you ended they up were like Stockholm died. syndrome. You're just like, oh, it's just how it is. And then you get away from it, and you're just like, holy shit, I can't believe yeah. I did that for so long. And everyone's like, oh, you'll never make the money. I mean, he took he took a fifty percent pay cut to go work somewhere else, and that's why I went back to work eventually, and then left, and was able to get back on my own. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's the story. You should have come. You should come to one of my speaking events if you ever want to hear me talk about that. Oh, I'm gonna mention some albums too. 2012. Uh, and this was another new band for me, King Parrot. One now one of my favorite bands, grindcore band from Australia. Uh, their first album came out, "Bite Your Head Off." Uh, Pig Destroyer's Black Book Burner came out that year, and Mishuga's Coloss. And Bubba and I went and saw Mishuga on that tour. Still have yet to see Pig Destroyer. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> All right, so 2013. I struggled with 2013 because 2013 is uh, wasn't really a remarkable year for yeah. me. But I did my one of my favorite authors did put out a book that I really loved. So I put that on there. That Jen Sincero? No. Oh. Um, David Malcolm Gladwell put out ah. David and Goliath, Underdogs, Misfits, and the Art of Battling Giants, which I really like his books. He does get panned often by people like you. And <clears throat> but he's Because still, he doesn't draw conclusions. He doesn't draw conclusions. Most of his stuff is very is very like I've I've become more okay with that over time though. It's, yeah. sometimes it's just he's just presenting information and that's really what it is and part of that leaves you and i mean that's how his podcast is too yeah and i i really like his style and i like it but and that came out in 2013 and it's really about the little guy winning this book yeah which is more of a feel-good book i like it no i don't i've i've kind of changed my my opinion about him though because I think before I wanted conclusions and now <clears throat> I think I think it's cool that he doesn't pre- present conclusions. He doesn't present himself as the authority and this is the way kind of not a Mandalorian reference. But anyway, but he, you know okay. what I mean? He doesn't present himself in a way where, well, and this is this is the right answer. Right. He doesn't do it's that. It's just more like gives you be, because not everything. Most most of the stuff he's talking about isn't like that anyway. Right. And everything know? to me anyway, it's it's more like here's the information here's what i found and then you can apply it in your own way you can figure out if this is the best way for you or if this changes your mind right and you can draw educated conclusions from that right and that's really what someone who is trying to better themselves or better the world that's how you should think right so that's how i i love his books like 
um, in 2010 when we went to DC and everything, yeah. uh, I was looking through Facebook truly to remember a lot of my experiences. And I had Outliers with me, which is one of his other books, which is a great book. Yeah. And that came out, I think, in 08. But it's fantastic. Yeah. And then like in 09, Tipping Point came out or maybe Tipping Point came out first. But his books are really great. They're just fantastic. Is that your 2013? It is. All right. Memorable movies. Uh, not this is not actually that great for me. I mean, it's just, these are yeah, okay. 2013 just wasn't remarkable. <laughs> yeah. I have Iron Man 3. I have Pacific Rim and I have The World's End. Those are the three movies that I yeah, remember from that Yeah, it's not that, that year. great. And World's End wasn't really that great. Uh, however, album-wise, I got back into Black Dahlia Murder Meh. hardcore uh, with their album Ever Black. I hadn't really listened to them since 2007 with Nocturnal. I don't. I I like that album, and then I just I don't know. I got distracted, <gasps> and then I got back to them, and now they're one of my favorite bands. And then that is also the year that I discovered Deaf Heaven on their their second oh, album came okay. out Sunbather, which I picked up when I was at some little coffee and vinyl shop when I was doing pest control. Loop. Yeah, Loop. And uh, I I saw it. I was intrigued by it. So I bought it. And man, that's that's one of my favorite bands now. Yeah, that, that's my 2013. Yeah, 2013 was not notable. <laughs> yeah. So, in, But in 2014, my boss was arrested for embezzlement. <laughs> so that was memorable for me. That's That was pretty memorable. That was super memorable. And then that's when I started to ease my way out of that position. Yeah. And started to leave... My security blanket, which started me on a path to where I am now. Yeah. So to me, that was a pretty big move. But yeah, 2014, my boss uh, got a little bit of the arrested by the FBI. <laughs> for the teensy bit. For embezzling millions of dollars. Yeah. So. That was shocking. That was shocking. And was, what was more he shocking. He was like the old grandpa type. He was an old grandpa. And he was using me and my coworker, Deb, previously mentioned from taking my picture uh, the Marvel lot or the Marvel set when I fucking yeah. jumped over. He was using us as mules <laughs> to fucking take the checks from AP to yeah. him. Wow. Which then had the FBI look into me and Deb. You didn't know, of course. Which we didn't fact. know until until they came and told us that you guys are clear. Just FYI. Right. Because immediately we were like, what the fuck? We were the ones bringing him the checks. Right. And they were like, yeah, you guys didn't do anything wrong. It's like, yeah, right. well, we know we didn't do anything wrong, but that's still alarming. Right. Thankfully, so, you were completely and utterly ignorant. <laughs> I, we had no idea what was going on. And thankfully, I, I lead a very boring life and authorities agree. <laughs> so 2014, boss arrested for embezzlement, which set me on the path that I'm at now, because once your boss is in, in arrested for embezzlement and you are accidentally involved even unknowingly yeah you can't get promoted at that job anymore even though i had been promoted in the past yeah you're stuck so you have to leave yeah wow. you just do so that put me on the path to where we are now so it was actually a highlight even though it doesn't sound like it, <laughs> it really was because otherwise i would still be there right you know yeah all right, 2014 for me, uh, another Revocation album. Deathless came out, probably my second favorite Revocation album. And then movie-wise, I have one movie here, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, which is in my all-time top five, possibly top three favorite Marvel movies. Top five, I'd say top five. 
the Winter Soldier is when Captain America becomes Captain America for real, like the one. So uh, when the first Avenger came out, I went back and and read a lot of the Ed Brubaker uh, Captain America storylines from uh, like five, ten years previous, including the Winter Soldier storyline. And I'd already I was already aware of the Civil War storyline. I, I read all that when it actually came out. But uh, this this is where Captain America, he you know, he's always just been a soldier and trusted his government to do the right thing. But in Winter Soldier is when he realizes that doing the right thing is not as easy as just listening to your superiors tell you what to do. Right. And, you know, he finds out shield is corrupt and all, all this stuff. And he has to make hard decisions that, you know, put him on the run from the law. And it's just, uh, man. And it's just, it's, it's almost like a low key Marvel movie because there's not a lot of super heroics in it. You know, Captain America is, is not one of the most powerful characters. He's an enhanced human, but he can't fly. You know, he's not as strong as the Hulk. Um, he can't, you know, he doesn't have web shooters. Uh, he doesn't shoot lasers like Iron Man or whatever. Uh, so be, it had this. Iron Man shoot lasers? He shoots his. Uh, Ion blasters? Yeah, he's got like beams. Unibeam. They okay, shoot anyway. out and stuff like that. Anyway. Um, and he's he's on the run and it's like a, it's like an old school spy movie. Almost like a Mission Impossible thing. Super cool movie, different take. And I think that was the first movie the Russo brothers worked on. And then, you know, they went on to really shape the Marvel Universe after that point with Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame and all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, that was man, that, that's something really cool about the Marvel movies is uh, that they can take on different tones and different genre types. Uh, as long as they have the right director in, in place and the right creative team in place. Yeah, all right, that's my that's my 2014. All right. So in 2015, I was at a new position and I got promoted at a position that I had just started. Yeah. I was promoted to branch manager while Mason was very, very ill and undergoing a bunch of surgeries. Yes. The reason it's a highlight for me is because it made me realize that I can balance work and life. Yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't as out of my reach as I originally thought. I mean, I wasn't like Liz Lemon. I can have it all like, you know, Yeah. it just it was it was a highlight to realize that by leaving the place where I was going to stagnate forever and never move, I my value was being recognized. And I could leave and deal with. My sick kid at the time, he's fine now. Yeah. And still climb up the corporate ladder, which eventually I realized wasn't for me like the next year. Yeah. But I could do it. Which was slowly building my faith in myself and my abilities. And then for me, you know, I had a, I had a lot of vacation time at that job because I could never use it because I always got punished for taking it. Like, for instance, right. the year we went to New York for a week. And then I came back and worked 80 hours that week <laughs> to make up for the 40 hours I'd missed the previous week. Or this is something we didn't talk about. In 2012, we went to Vegas. Yeah. And you had to work before we could go to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> like you had to work the full. You had to work all the days you took before we could go to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, pretty ridiculous. But yeah. Our, well, but and the, the memory like with Mason, like Mason, you know, almost died. Yeah. And I was trying to keep it together 
And Mason literally almost sure died. And I, you know, if it got on the phone and was like, hey, I'm going to be at the hospital with my son. So I, again, I had the time. Yeah. And I was told to make sure my, my route, route was covered as if that was a priority while my son was in an ambulance and being rushed to a hospital so he wouldn't die. So at that time, see what happened is I was not promoted at the time that Mason got admitted. Yeah. So I was actually on my way to a meeting yeah. at a client location. And I got the call that he was, he needed to be, he needed to be catheterized or he would die. Yeah. And because he went in, they, he went into the ER with right. my aunt. So I'm, I'm telling listener. Yeah. I know. You no, know. I'm just agreeing. So I was standing there just like frozen in panic. Yeah. When the owner of the company came in and said, and I told, I told him what was happening and he doesn't have kids or anything, but it's a co-owner. The other person is someone a couple of years older than me who has kids and it's a woman. And uh, he said, why are you still here? Just get in the car and go. Yeah. So I left. And I got there in time to OK, because she, my aunt, although she has power of attorney, she wasn't comfortable making the decisions. Yeah. So I got there in time to OK the ambulance ride. Yeah. Where we then. You know, we then transported him by ambulance to to the actual hospital instead of an emergency room where all of this all started up. And when I went back to work, I don't know if I went the next day or the day after because he was in the hospital for dates. Yeah. Because he had to go down to main campus where he was in the hospital for a couple of days. And when I came back, I got called in the office and I thought, oh, God, this is it. I'm get fired. And I was promoted. <laughs> that was always you, though. And I, it's like you would always worry about everything. I, always, I would always tell you, you haven't done anything wrong. You're going to be fine. Well, part of my personality is that I am. Um, well, not not only do I have horrible anxiety, but I am an over overachiever yeah. by nature. So when I think like, oh, God, I'm going to get fired for something. I'm never going to get fired for something. Number one. But number two, it's normally the opposite. I'm normally going to be commended. Yeah. But I can't see that at the time. I always have to be outside of it. And this was a turning point for me where I started to see that. Yeah. So this this experience really was a highlight for me. Not Mason being hospitalized. That was awful. That entire experience was awful because it lasted for what, a year? Yeah. And a half. It was it was a year. It's about a year till his final surgery. Yeah. And it was it was just awful. But at the same time, it was eye opening because I was able to take time off as needed because I was working for somebody who understood. Yeah. And I did. I performed well enough. That I was able to take time without being penalized. Yeah. And that's important. My, my meanwhile, my job, they I don't remember what year this was, but then they they almost fired me for some bullshit. They fired two other people and instead I got promoted. <laughs> yeah. So that was weird. I got promoted to the highest you could go as a technician, basically. Because oh. there was like three or four different technician levels and I got yeah. promoted to like the fourth one instead of getting fired. So that's that's a lot of. It's, that's a lot of mind. Your place man. was a mind fuck. <laughs> Mine was like, 
I knew where I stood and I knew that I was I was branch manager at the corporate location. Like I knew I was the best at the I knew I was the best there was. Yeah. I mean I knew it. There wasn't a yeah. doubt. But all right, that so was my twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. All right. Uh Avengers Age of Ultron came out. Very fun. Not a lot to say about it. I, that's a that's a movie that gets a lot of hatred. Eh, it gets no. it gets bagged on. It. I really liked it. I don't understand what anybody's problem with was with the movie. I really enjoyed it. I've rewatched it multiple times. I like it a lot. So I like James Spears voice in that. Yeah. I like his voice in general. That's and that's, I don't like his face. <laughs> that's the movie where you see Cap apparently pretend to lift uh, Mjolnir and or like he pretends he can't lift it. Uh, is the yeah the, the theory yeah well no that's that's what the director the writer said that he oh that yeah, he's, I don't he's like doing that. it to th- spare thor's feelings or whatever but yeah um i believe that that would be something cap would do though yeah that's that's on brand for him but uh but that's a pivotal scene that in and makes a moment in what so it's 2015 that came out so four years later that moment really pays off though in Endgame, yeah. <laughs> so that's quite a setup uh, that you didn't see coming, or I didn't see coming anyway. And then in Endgame, it literally had people jumping out of their fucking seats, clapping and cheering and stuff. That was that was a good time. Yeah. Uh, also, 2015 favorite album was by the original grindcore band Napalm Death, going oh. back to 1981, same year that Metallica and Slayer and even Pantera actually got together. Napalm Death has been around just as long. Their album Apex Predator came out 2015, and it is one of the heaviest fucking most extreme albums. And normally people like, you know, including Slayer and Metallica, they weren't putting stuff out quite that. I mean, Slayer was still doing Slayer. Yeah. But uh, man, this is a raw, extreme, heavy album <laughs> that really shows you that the middle aged dudes could put out some heavy ass so fucking shit. They can shit. fucking do it. Yeah. That's my 2015 stuff. All right. So in 2016, I did a pivotal thing. I started a blog. Yep. Again. (laughs) This one eventually led to my business. Yep. So that was a big deal. It was a big fucking deal. And I didn't, looking back on it, I had no idea. So in 2016, I bought my iMac. Or no, I didn't. I bought my MacBook. Yeah. Which... Led to me starting that blog. Which led to me eventually in 2016, I also landed my uh, first design client. Yep. And that's what started everything. I remember all this and I was just I remember at the time my whole thought process was uh, not thought process, but just what I, what I was thinking was it, it's about time. I had always been telling you how talented you were. And well, it's crazy stuff like, like that. I started my blog. You should be doing other stuff. And I started my blog and I was like, and I was like, this is, I started in September. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't anything. So actually I didn't land my first client in 2016. I landed it in 2017. So I'll talk about that. But then I was like, I'll just, I, I bought, I bought a book because things had changed since I was originally a blogger back in 2000. Yeah. It had been a while. And I built my own site. Yep. And I was reminded how good I am at that. Yep. And then I was still working full time. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I can handle it. And I 
on my second month, I already had thousands of people coming. Yeah. Just from networking. Right. On on the internet, not like at, a, at events. Right. Thousands of people were showing up at my site. Thousands. It was insane. How quick it grew. And my original colors were pink and black. Which is why I don't understand why I tried to go red, white, and blue when I started my, my like, full-time business. Yeah. Makes no sense. I should have never <laughs> done that. I had to rebrand and go back to pink. But my blog was pink back in 2016. Yeah. The beginnings of where you are now. It's the beginnings. All right. 2016, album-wise, uh, there was a little uh, noisy... Uh, noisy band from Atlanta called uh, Whores that I'd been following. They'd re released a couple EPs. Their first like full length album came out called Gold. Uh, they are in the vein of Nirvana and Big Black and bands of that ilk. If you like noisy power trio garage rock stuff. If you like if you like whores. And then Meshuggah's Violent Sleep of Reason came out that year. Another great album. And then movie wise, I have Captain America Civil War. Which is in my in my top three for the Marvel Universe. Man, that movie just bowled me over. That whole fight scene at the airport was so amazing. To that was that was the first time I really felt like comic book splash pages were coming to life on the screen. Like stuff I'd seen it like you know Giant Man and just everything. And that scene was so beautifully choreographed and then also filmed. Uh, and the effects were just perfect and it never felt out of place or weird. It didn't feel like Michael Bay or Wonder Woman where they did a lot of slow-mo and zoom-in stuff where you could tell it's all just CG. Like it felt real. If yeah. the, you know what it I mean? Felt like, like it felt real. It. it wasn't those bullshit DC effects. Uh, and so that that one, I, I got a bootleg copy of that from somebody and so I could just watch it. I saw it in the theater like three times. And I remember. Then, and then I would just watch this horrible bootleg copy of it that had this terrible sound quality. It was so obnoxious. Yeah. It was every time and, I entered the room, it was on. And there there were uh, there were Asian subtitles the whole time. <laughs> like it was. But I, I was just in love with that movie. But then that was also the year uh, prior to Civil War coming out. Deadpool came out in theaters after years and years of dicking us around and having that terrible version of Deadpool in the Wolverine movie. Still Ryan Reynolds. But the, what they did to actual Deadpool was terrible. Deadpool came out R-rated and was a huge hit. Very funny movie. Very exciting. Now comic book movies. It was getting bigger outside of just Marvel. Uh, or uh, That is Marvel, technically. Outside of the MCU, I should say. Um, and again, very excited. And then Star Wars Rogue One came out, which was the best Star Wars movie since uh, Return of the Jedi. And still is, I think. <laughs> still is the best Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi. I was actually just watching it earlier today. Uh, very good movie. I I know I don't hold it in like super high esteem as the original trilogy, but I don't think I ever will hold it. anything Star Wars as high as those. You know, a lot of different emotions and the place and time when those came out kind of color my opinion. Yeah. So it might not be wholly objective. But Rogue One's a great movie. It, it's a good movie. And it, it's a great movie. Uh, but I don't know that I'll ever feel that magic I felt when I was when I was younger. But that might just be part of being a kid and, and growing up with that. But yeah, Rogue One was great. Big surprise. Good times. 2016. What you got for 2017? So in 2017, I monetized that blog. 
in January, I landed my first sponsor, which was Pinky Up Tea. Oh, yeah. And I landed my first design client, which then landed to a full-time marketing position and completely changed, like, my career and my life. Yeah. And uh, we also took the kids to Philly, Jersey, New York City. Oh, yeah. They were horrified. <laughs> they do not like big cities. <laughs> they had a good time. They did. They had a good time. But yeah, completely changed. 2017, I mean, 2016 started it, but 2017 is when my life started to actually change. Right. But yeah, I started earning income from. And all, well, and there's a lot of different reasons for it, but a lot of it was just like, uh, the skills you had taught yourself when you were younger came and, into play. Yeah. And your interest, but then you have a natural talent and an eye and a head for business. And it all just and made I just sense. I decided to not, to not do stuff I didn't like anymore. Yeah. Like, obviously you have to do stuff you don't like, but I meant like professionally, I didn't want to do stuff I didn't like anymore. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to, I want to change it. And that's one of my goals in 2020 is to to make it so that you can do stuff that you like. Stop doing stuff I don't like. Stop doing <laughs> stuff you don't like. All right. Uh, where are we? 2017. 2017 albums. King Parrot's Ugly Produce was my most played album, even though it only came out in September. I remember that. Spotify alerted me, you know, with the end of the year thing. I was like, oh, this album came out in September. I've played it more than any other album this year. Jesus Christ. And then another good album that year was Black Dahlia Murders, Nightbringers. And then uh, movie-wise, and I did not watch this movie in 2017, but I've seen it since. And it is, it's actually a really great movie. It's, it's called Get Out. You've probably yeah. heard of it. Yep. And that's that's one of my favorites. And then Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man's first, uh, not first appearance, but his first full-length movie in the MCU. And we saw that in New York when we were on that trip. That was yep. really cool. To see, oh, we were in New York opening weekend and to see a Spider-Man movie in New York. Technically, I saw it across. You technically saw it in Jersey. Yeah, but I mean, New York was right there. I mean, we stayed at, we stayed, we stayed in Edgewater, which yeah. is like literally. It's just a ferry across. So. Like on the other side of the Hudson. Yeah. It's like right there. That's still cool, though, just to be and to see walking through down, walking through Manhattan and. Uh, Midtown and all that stuff. And then seeing all the people lined up for Spider-Man. Yeah. With, like that was cool, too. Yeah. All right. What about 2018? 2018. Uh, album wise, Pig Destroyer, Headcage, uh, Deaf Heavens, Ordinary Corrupt Human Love, and Surreptions Monument of the End. And then movie wise, I have Sorry to Bother You. Yeah, that was good. I have Deadpool 2. Uh, I have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And then my favorite, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or Avengers mm -hmm. Infinity War were probably my favorites that year. So you remember Infinity War, your reaction to Infinity War? Ugh. You did not. Did you? Now, I can't remember. Did I tell you that everybody was probably going to die? I thought I did. I thought, you did. yeah, you, I predicted it. Yeah. I was like, people are going to die. Yeah. But my predictions were also off. I was like, oh, Black Panther and Spider-Man won't, won't die. They have movies coming out. Ugh. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they did die. So my 2018, I filed my LLC paperwork. I took the kids to, well, we did. We took the kids to L.A. and they were horrified. 
horrified. They had a great they time. They actually had a lot of fun in LA. You keep saying Mason, that. The kids were never horrified. Mason held on to you. He didn't want to get lost. In He's New a York big City. city. Yeah. But in LA, they were. we had a lot of fun. Uh, we got sunburned. I got sunburned on my hands. <sighs> I'll never forget that. I got my leg. I was always, I was like, hey, I don't, I don't need sunblock on my legs. My legs don't get sunburned. My legs do get sunburned. <laughs> they LA get very has, badly sunburned. L- LA has zero ozone. Zero ozone, zero clouds. Zero <laughs> it was anything. like not a cloud in the sky. Things I did not account for because I never felt like hot or sweaty. Yeah. You know, L.A. is L.A. is fantastic. And I know people say like it's actually terrible there. Yeah. And it's so I'm sure it is if you live there. But it's great when you just go for a week. Yeah. And you pick some really cool. Uh, I pick local spots. We didn't go to like tourist traps. We stayed right. at like we stayed, we stayed at Airbnbs, at, we stayed which at Airbnbs really cool. and we ate at like local restaurants. Right. So it was nice. It was, Every, and it was a relaxed was, trip. We went yeah. and, and I got to spend a day at the, the Star Wars part of Disney. Yeah. Which was smaller than now they have Galaxy's Edge. Right. Which I will be back for. We, but I turned our trip to Disneyland into a Star Wars thing without realizing it. So we were there for about six hours. And you were like, hey, there are whole other parts to this park. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. <laughs> So, but yeah, and so in 2018, towards the end, I just, I filed my LLC and was like, okay, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get serious about this for real. Cause I already had clients and like I had, but I decided to get more. To commit fully. And to commit and to get out of have like uh, having like one full-time income coming in from marketing and to do what I wanted to do. So that leads me into 2019, which is when I went full time in my business. Yep. And then I met uh, I met Jensen Chero in January. She is the you are a badass and she signed a bunch of my books. And then this year I also spoke at Women's Entrepreneurship Day. That was really cool. So it's been I, mean, a I pretty, wasn't there, but just the idea of it was cool. Yeah. So it's been. Oh, and I was the designer for that. And I designed some stuff um, for like the Ohio Department of Education, of higher education. I mean, like I've had, it's been, it's been crazy to see how, and honestly, this exercise that we just did. Yeah. For me, like we were originally going to be, I was going to do like books and stuff too. But once I started doing experiences, I was like, this was a really fun exercise to see how my life changed yeah and changed quite a bit in the past decade yeah (laughs) yeah and to see how perspective and to see what what prompted it and why so really joe satava getting arrested is what prompted all of this truly that's crazy because if he hadn't gotten arrested and and made me top out at Medical Mutual, yeah, it wouldn't have happened, right? Because I would have kept moving up there. It's a, it's a strange catalyst. It is, it is. If my boss wasn't a fucking crazy embezzler, <laughs> I don't know that he's crazy, but I just remember. Know. So I, I was like, I was working downtown doing pest control, and I remember I saw a car that had a license. This was right at the time that <laughs> with this was going on with your boss and his license plate. He had a custom plate, no and it bothered. said N O space like e-m-b-z-l or something no embosel no embosel is what no we embosel. used to say no embosel we were like that 
that must have something to do with the people investigating your boss. That's the only thing I can figure. <laughs> the, the, they're the, the embezzler police. The FBI. Uh, this year for me was uh, Car Bombs Mordial, which I've, I've spoken about on past episodes as far as albums go. And then movie-wise, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home and, of course, Avengers Endgame. I think I've yeah. talked at length about that, too. I don't really need to go into that, but Endgame, just, man. And then now having seen Rise of Skywalker and how they are tying up nine movies versus how Endgame tied up 23 movies. Yeah. Endgame and, is even more impressive considering they have to wrap up 23 movies. Right. And a lot more characters. And somehow Rise of Skywalker, they they, they mimicked Endgame the best they could, but it, it landed with a thud because people just weren't as invested in these, these new characters. Like no one Basel. <laughs> no one Basel. But yeah, that's, that's my 2019. If you are a patron, which we should probably mention, uh, follow us on our socials, a couple goals. Uh, we do have a Patreon page. You can help us out for as little as a dollar a month. Get a little bit of extra content. You get episodes one through 20. Yeah. Our first 20 episodes are on there. Um, and then if, you know, if you, if you, care to give more than you get uh, rewarded more for instance our five dollar patrons we're just we're going to be doing a 2019 wrap up on our patreon episode yeah we're gonna be doing like a, more of a deep dive yeah on 2019 kind of but yeah that, that well that's it that's i know our... i am i have like favorite of everything's okay in there like i have favorite movies favorite like okay i have a lot of favorite stuff too that we can probably get into um, okay. I actually have a lot of stuff here now that I look at it. <laughs> I have full, I have 10 albums. I have 10 okay, movies. I everybody like calmed down about that. Five have, TV shows and three video games. So I have two TV shows. We don't watch a lot of TV, so. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's uh, everything. That's it. That's a decade in review, man. Yes. And as always, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. We love doing this show and it's crazy to us that the people want to listen to it on top right. of us enjoying just doing it. So as always, thank you for listening. It's a nice way to socialize without us actually having to leave the house. Yes. My favorite way to do anything is yes. to not leave the house. Same. So, all same, right. Same. Well, happy, happy new year or, you know, future listener. Happy, whatever your next holiday is. Right. <laughs> happy birthday. It's frosty. We didn't watch frosty this year. No, we didn't. Oh, what the hell? All right. Bye.